our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chrissy. How's it going, girl? Going pretty good. Gosh, I feel like it's been a while. It's it does been a feel moment. like it has. It's been a while. It's, it's been seems. a long. It hasn't it's really been a long week. I don't know. Well, no. Did we? Were we not in here last week? What? Yeah, we were. We were. It yeah. just seems like a really long it's time. Just, yeah, that's just you know. Let me start us off with a little bit of a housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Heather, we've got something new, don't we? We've got Patreon. Yes, we do. Patreon. Hopefully soon we have patrons. Patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com and search for How to Do Life. And over the next few weeks, we're going to start gearing up most of our content there. Mm-hmm. We're going to have videos for you, behind-the-scenes stories for you, all sorts of goodies for you. I told Heather that my little ploy to get my friends over there is maybe if you've been following us on the Facebook or the Insta, maybe you're going to get a joke, but you got to go over there to get the punchline, friends. And you know from experience hearing my jokes that it's going to be totally worth it. It's going to be super worth it (laughs) because Heather's jokes are... They are right okay. Right. Mm-hmm. They're right okay. That's really my only housekeeping item. And I'm going to actually go ahead. I need to I need to recommend something. Now here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I recommend... Heather, might I recommend the big flower fight? Oh my gosh, I love this show! Right. And you know what? It popped up on my Netflix as a suggested for you as like a 98% match Wait, for me. Wait, your Netflix has suggestions for me? No, for me. Oh, okay. Suggestions for you <laughs> being used in that way. But uh, Heather might like. Heather might like this. But when I saw it, I thought Heather might like this because mm-hmm. we both love the Great British Baking Show so yes. much. We love watching British people make things. Yeah. And that's what this <laughs> show is. It's British people quirky British people. Some Americans. And some Americans. Yeah, I think there's at least two Americans. But teams, it's a right? British show. Yeah. And they're making um, like sculptures out of flowers and plants yeah. and things. And it is great. I've only seen the first episode in its entirety. I have not seen the second episode. So I saw the giant insects. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen the fashion well, one completely yet. As happens to me from time to time. You watched them I, uh, all, didn't you? Well, so here, here's what happens at, at the at the house of Chrissy. Um, Fridays that my kids go to their dad's, I usually have grand plans that I'm going to do all the fun stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be amazing. And um, then I usually lay on my couch and watch an entire season of a show, which <laughs> is what happened with the big flower fight. Well, don't tell me how it ends because I, I like to space mine out. 
And you really should. Like, I basically keep it on as background noise, and I don't really watch it very closely, mm-hmm. and I do a hundred other things, you yeah. know, but it is really cute, yeah. and I do recommend it. It's a lot of fun, and I can't wait for you to get further on in it. I feel like this is a bonding point for us because we love these <laughs> these British people making things television shows. It's just so cozy. It is. They're so nice to each other. Yes, and it, they're so wholesome. Now, there is a point in this one. This is not giving anything away too okay. much, but there is a point where... They all jump in to help a team that's having struggle. Oh, I like, love that. Yeah, but the judge doesn't. And the judge yells at them. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, the, is the judge American? There's an American judge, but that's not the one who gets mad. Ooh, it's interesting. The guest judge. Yeah. Oh, the guest judge. Mm-hmm. The, plot the guest judge gets mad. Yeah. Okay. So keep watching. Keep watching. You're gonna like that. I will. All right, so the topic that I brought today that we're about to get into is a big one. So I want to get straight into the into the uh, grab bag today. What did they come up with now? Ew, not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Now, this grab bag, I told you in advance, mm-hmm. full disclosure to our audience, it's usually <laughs> a secret, but I felt like... Heather might want time to collect her thoughts, which you didn't really do. I didn't do. But um, I thought just because this one was interesting. My thoughts were maybe they were either already collected in a group or they refused to get organized. Yeah, I kind of had that putting this <laughs> together, honestly. So, Heather, do you know what a Zim is or a Zer? Do you, no. Do, do you know what it means if someone identifies as gray romantic? Oh, I haven't heard that one. Gray romantic? Mm-hmm. Do you know the difference between pronouns and identifiers? I think I do know that. I don't. So maybe you can help I could that take one. a guess at what that is. Do you know what gender fluid is? Yes. How about gender queer? No. Same. It's the same thing? I, no, I don't know. I don't, oh. I'm saying I don't know either. Um, so this topic came up for me because somebody sent me something the other day letting me know they sent me like a little hey people can identify this way and it was about asexual and aromantic identifiers and it was not sent to me to be nice or informative it was sent to me to make fun oh and that's not nice but sometimes we make fun of things that we don't understand i think right oh for sure i mean yeah so um i wanted to figure this out a little bit so I did, uh... And now, the results of Chrissy's cursory Google search. Okay, so here's some of the things I learned, okay? I went to mypronouns.org. Okay. And it's about the Z pronoun, Z-E, right? Z slash her, here, H-I-R, would say Z is a writer and wrote that book herself. Those ideas are here's. I like both here and here ideas. Wait, why do we need? What's the Z for? Z is okay. It says you refer to me using a pronoun instead of my name. You would use Z. For example, if Dana goes by Z pronouns, you could say Dana went to the library or Z went to the library. Often people make assumptions about the gender of another person based on a person's appearance or name. Then they apply those assumptions to the pronouns and forms of address used to refer to a person. Okay. Yeah, I get get that. I meet you. You seem like a chick. 
I call you she. And then you, you automatically make assumptions about me based on what you know of females. I guess so. Okay. So that's kind of the thing. But here. if I don't identify as a female... Then you can say what you want to be called. Remember when we went to Podfest and they had those things right. that you could put, like they had, uh, my name is such and such and my pronouns are blank and blank. Right. And I don't know. I have some feelings about this. I, I don't I don't think of myself as ignorant, but whatever. We're going to explore some of what the other things are. Okay. Pronouns and identifiers. So the thing that someone sent me said, aromantic and asexual. Arrow or ace is an ever-growing spectrum of people coining a new term to describe themselves. Many aromantic and asexual people feel like they are broken until they learn about these new identities. And they say aromantic means they feel no romantic attraction toward anyone of any gender. Demiromantic means only feeling romantic to someone once you have formed a strong emotional bond. Reciproromantic is only feeling romantic attraction when you know that the person is attracted to you. Okay. Gray romantic is very rarely feeling romantic attraction toward anyone. And lithromantic or achoreomantic are exploring romantic attraction without desire for reciprocation. There's also aeroflux. How aromantic you feel may fluctuate. See, that's what I was thinking about the whole time that you were listing those out. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking, like, you could be any of those any given day. Right. I, I mean, the how fl- long? The fluid thing. And then they have the same terms, all the demi-reciprocal gray, lithio, flux for asexual as well, which would be feeling no sexual attraction toward anyone of any gender. And that's a real hard one for me to wrap my head around. I guess, you know what, I I don't know that that's hard to wrap my head around. I mean, I guess I can accept that that would be a state of being. I can accept that that would be a state of being. I don't know, not for me. <laughs> like, I, I mean, well, that's I mean, what it is. This is so hard to understand because I can't. What I get confused about when it comes to these things, I, I, I sometimes feel like I don't always know. Okay, well, okay. First, I should preface by saying it's none of my business. Right. It, it's not, I don't need to know who or what anybody is attracted to. I don't need to know that. It's not my business. But there, I have been in situations where I'm curious about if you identify as one gender, if gender is the right oh, word. we're going to get there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to get there. I promise. First, let's just, let's just go ahead and ask a question. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. So it's no big deal, right? I haven't even decided how I feel about it yet. Please don't hate me. It's just a question. It's just a question. So I asked a friend of mine, um, what do you think about this Zimzer, you know, business? This, you know, it's not a he, it's not a the, the person is not a he or she, the person has these pronouns that they want used. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, just what are your general feelings on it? And one of my friends made a very honest, somewhat powerful statement to me and said, I, I, I don't want to get into a conversation about that because I feel like 
I'm a very traditional person mm-hmm. and I look at things through a very traditional lens. And I think that if someone wants to be called a Zim or a Zur or whatever, that that person is mentally ill. Okay. And I thought, hmm, well, not long ago, didn't people say that if someone was gay, they might be mentally ill? Mm-hmm. This was a thing that we did. And now we understand it better. Some people still think that. Some people do still think that. I think that the segment is ever shrinking and mm-hmm. should continue to shrink. But, yeah, like a mental illness kind of thing. So this really led to me kind of thinking through some things. These are Chrissy's Ponderings. Who decided the alphabet was in alphabetical order? Can you daydream at night? If you clean a vacuum, do you become a vacuum cleaner? Do pets name their owners? And how does this affect the entire world? What is gender? Can we really determine gender based on how we feel? And how do gender and sexuality relate? Well, okay, so how long is this show? Right. <laughs> there's a lot today. I think we're going to have to do a part two of this because For there's sure. still, there's just so much with this. Yeah. And it's about, it's about understanding things from a scientific point and a medical point of view. It's also about understanding things from a societal and tolerance kind of view. There's a lot of things here. Yeah. I'm really happy with this topic, and I'm really happy that someone sent it to me, even in a snarky way, because it made me think, because I'm not saying that I didn't snark back. I am thankful to have people in my life who I can ask honest questions of, um, who are going through life changes where these conversations are relevant. Like I have a couple of friends, one who used to be... Now, I'm probably and somebody listening to this who knows all of the correct terms. I Forgive me because I'm probably going to get it wrong. Used to be female, has transitioned to now living as a male. I don't know what has happened with the actual anatomy, but is living as a man mm-hmm. and is married to a woman. Mm-hmm. And so I have not asked, but I've wondered, so if you are, if you were a woman... Mm-hmm. And you are now a man, whether you're living as a man or you are actually like you've transitioned your hormones to be male mm-hmm. and you are married to a woman. Are you are you a female attracted to a female? Are you a male attracted to a female? I, I don't. Yeah. Are I you just gay? wonder. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my big questions for today, too. Yeah. And, and I don't know that answer. I know this is this is my very. Just totally hetero person. Like, I was born a girl. I like being a girl. I don't feel like I'm a boy. I don't, like, and so I really fluctuate a lot between, like, that must be really hard. And sometimes, like, "Mm, maybe that's a little bit of crap, you know? And when we get into, when we start talking about the medical stuff and we start talking about all this stuff, I don't want to call someone mentally ill for this. Right. But I also, we're using medicine to make changes. So we're doing estrogen therapy. We're doing surgeries. We're doing all these things. Could we, and this is way hypothetical. I don't want anyone to get mad at me. It's just a question. It's just a question. 
could we be using hormone therapies to make you more comfortable being what you were born being? Like instead of, if you were born a mm, female. I see what you're can saying. Can I give you estrogen and make you feel more like a female instead of you say, my feeling is that I'm a man and so I'm going to have them construct me a penis and I'm going to have them remove my breasts and I'm going to take hormone suppressants for estrogen for the rest of my life and take testosterone instead so that I can grow hair and shave my face. And I mean, but you're never going to have an Adam's apple and you were never born as like... I'd never thought of it that way. I had not considered the opposite path. Right. I've only considered you are you're born as as one set of equipment, but you you identify you feel inside that you are another gender, and how so you go towards how you feel. How far do we let feelings go? How far do we say you get to feel however you want to feel these days? You get to do whatever you want because, like, once upon a time, Heather, there were guys and there were girls. And mostly girls and guys liked each other sexually. And some guys liked other guys. And some girls liked other girls. And some people liked both genders. And then a portion of guys liked to dress up like girls. And a portion of girls liked to dress up like guys. And then we got medicine involved. And we got hormone suppression and reassignment surgery. And now people can say whatever they want, but they aren't that really. And... I don't know. I have a vagina and I have boobs and I have estrogen and I'm a girl. But if I feel like a guy, I'm still not. But could I be now? Because medicine allows me to, like, that wasn't an option for people 50 years ago. If you're like, man, I really wish I was a dude, you didn't get to, like, chemically change yourself and physically change yourself. It wasn't a choice. And now it is. And so now we have to weigh this how far, like, how far do we let our internal feelings push medicine and our external environment? Probably as long as you have money to pay for it. Yeah. But if you don't have money to pay for it, then you can't go get your driver's license changed. And you can't say that you're now a man. And you feel exactly the same as your person who had enough money who they did get that reassignment. So one of them gets to be a man and the other one doesn't. And maybe they feel exactly the same. I don't know. I'm confused now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am because I well because like you, I've never I have not ever questioned or struggled with my with my gender. You know, I've always felt mm -hmm. like a female. I've never had, I've never ex personally experienced feeling like I was not the correct gender. Um, so I can't really identify with what that must feel like. But I do have friends who have experienced that, and so I know. I have, I believe that it is absolutely a reality for some people. Now, there are probably some who, for whom it is not as strong of a reality. I recall telling you um, when I told you this was going to be our topic, mm -hmm. I said I was going to use this crappy analogy on our show, and I am going to use this crappy analogy on our show. Okay. When I was younger... I knew people who had allergies, mm -hmm. like to like pine and stuff. I don't mean like life-threatening allergies. I mean just allergies in yeah. general. And I used to think that allergies were bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't have allergies. Because I didn't have allergies. And I'm like, okay, a tree makes you sneeze. Whatever. Whatever. Like, And I mean, I'm talking I was a pretty young kid here. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm like 10. And, you know, and I grew up and honestly, 
it's embarrassing to admit because whenever you have done something ignorant, it's embarrassing to admit. But it really took me being like 24 years old, maybe 22 years old, moving to Florida. I was going to say, let me guess. You moved to Florida and then you're like, allergies are a real thing. I was like, wow, allergies are so real, right? (laughs) Like allergies are terrible. This is a real thing. You know, like, but I never could get I never could understand it because I didn't experience it right like people who hate the dentist I never got that I've never had a cavity Mm. and um I well now I've had one cavity and now I understand why sometimes people hate the dentist Mm -hmm. like I was always like the dentist is great they clean your teeth and you walk out shiny and white and it's fantastic (laughs) like no it's terrible and everyone's like the dentist (laughs) is the worst and I couldn't share their perspective right? because I'd never had a bad experience with a dentist. Exactly. You know, and those are terrible analogies, but that's as close as I can come in my brain to, you know, like, uh, like I want to be tolerant. I think of myself as tolerant, but it's hard when I don't have any level of experience. I don't find it hard to be tolerant without having experience. I don't find that I need to have had a shared experience and understand at that level in order to accept that this is their reality. I don't understand it. I have never experienced anything like that, but I understand that this is their reality and that's what they live with. I just want to make sure that I, I guess there's two things. One, I don't want to be um, ignorant and offensive in my language. Some, I don't want to be insensitive and I don't know all of the terminology, so I'm sure I say things wrong. I don't know if Zim and Zer are real I or never if those knew. are joke words. Like, I don't know if it's actually supposed to be Z in here or whatever. I might I might be saying the wrong thing. I might be saying yeah. an offensive joke on our right. show today. And, and, and that's the other thing is I don't feel like when I walk up to somebody, I don't feel like I need to say, hi, I'm Heather. I'm heterosexual female. <laughs> like, I don't right. feel like it's any, it's not relevant to the conversation. I don't feel like anybody needs to know that about me. And if we're having just a casual interaction with each other, I don't know that I need to know your gender specifics. And that's kind of where that gender and sexuality question come in. You know what I mean? Because you can identify, like, and, and the cross between those. Like that question you asked. Okay, so I am a female. I like men. That makes me heterosexual. If I am a female, but I believe that I'm a male, but I like men... Am I now gay? Right. I don't know. I don't know. And I like to have friends that I can have authentic enough conversations with to ask, okay, so you started out this way and then you changed through this way and now you're married to this person. Can I just ask, what do you consider yourself to be sexually, straight or gay? And you don't know what the parts are on the person? like I don't because know. Because if you have changed yourself into a female and you have married a man but you haven't actually changed yourself into a female exactly. are you forcing that man to be gay i don't know i don't know i don't know that's why i'm so confused i mean it's so much no i i have to <laughs> i have to confess something here it's time for a true confession you are forgiven my child bless her heart bless her heart <laughs> i think of myself as tolerant but I also can't help but think of this as a little bit silly. And if I was at a bar at PodFest mm-hmm. and I met somebody and they said, I want you to call me Z, my preferred pronoun is Z, right? 
And then that person walks to the other side of the bar, and you walk up, and I I don't feel like I have a social responsibility to explain that, because I'm not even going to explain it right. So it, I'm not going to be like, oh, um, Z over there, and by the way, Heather, I'm calling them Z because they asked me to call them Z because they are gender, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to end up saying to you is, hey, that person over there was interesting to talk to, and I'm not going to use a pronoun. I'm going to cut it out. I think that's fine. I don't think that anybody needs to go around explaining to me in what their preferences are. But do, do if you feel like let's let's pretend that you really feel like a man, right? Okay. Like so, Heather feels like she, he is a man, and you want to be called he. Then don't you have to tell people because people are going to look at you, and people are going to assume that you're a girl, and they're going to call you she, and you don't like that. So you have to tell them. Just like when I changed my first name from Kristen to Chrissy. Mm-hmm. I needed to tell people I go by Chrissy now. Well, I guess it really depends on the interaction that we're having. Like if I'm going to be spending quality time with somebody, then I guess that's relevant. But if I'm just like talking to them at a conference, I don't know that I need to know that. I certainly don't need it on your name tag. I just don't. I, I just. And especially because what did most people pick up? Most people picked up. It was a woman, and she would pick up the one that said, I prefer she and her. No shit. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, why would I put that on my name tag? Is it to show support for people who feel differently? I think so. Well, okay. Not to be... What percentage <laughs> of our society are we talking about here? I think it's a really small percentage. Do we have to make name tags? For 1,200 people at PodFest because the off chance that maybe one of them doesn't like their gender assignment? Mm-hmm. We do. Why? Because that's where we live now. That's where we live now. <laughs> that was my growl in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that's the world that we're in right now. Everybody just gets... And I'm not even saying it's right or wrong. I'm right. just saying that sometimes it's frustrating to me that everybody just gets to be like, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And if this is how I feel, then this is reality. This is what it is. Yeah, that's fine. Is it? It's fine with me. I, I don't care. I I saw this sign once that I want for my house, but there's no reason to have it at my house. Well, maybe there is. I don't know. But I thought it was great. It, it was like at the entrance to the bathroom and it had like some like octopus person with tentacles and then some like completely like a like a merman or something merman and and it said whatever just wash your hands and that's how I feel it's like whatever okay great come on in I guess I, I agree with you in in those regards I don't agree with it when people get on like such a high horse about it and they make it a central issue to like American life and culture and it's not like they're all defensive about it. And I understand where that comes from, too. I do like when I think of friends who are gay, for example, when I have, you know, homosexual friends, they're still like fighting. Right. To be you know, like, so I get it. They're coming from a defensive position in a prickly place. But I don't want your prickle. I just uh, show up. Yeah. I'll call you Z, whatever. But I don't want your I know exactly. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I think that I I have the perspective of you show up, 
And then, okay, so you're purple today and you're a Zim. Okay, whatever. Do you want lemonade or you want iced tea? Let me tell you a little story that I just remembered. Um, so when I used to um, own a company, we had an employee. So one one place I would never want to work is HR. I'm telling you, oh, right? God, no, no. no. So we had professional an em- babysitter. Right. We had an employee who was gender fluid, mm-hmm. and some days the employee would show up as a man, and some days the employee would show up as a woman, mm-hmm. and we worked with vulnerable populations who have trouble forming connections and identifying things anyways. And I mean, mm. it's little teeny tiny bitty kids who are learning how to talk, who are, you know, yeah. like, and so if you show up as male one day and female the next day, very, they're very, confused. very confusing. Yeah. So HR went to them and said, look, don't care if you're a man, don't care if you're a woman, don't care what you want to do, but you got to pick one for work. You have to be either a boy or a girl at work every day. And I honestly don't know the outcome of that. I don't know what happened. I I, I used to yeah, always joke. I used to always joke at this company that I was like, if this company will never be sued for a lack of diversity. Like <laughs> we had we had black, white, Asian, Eskimo, whatever. We had you know gay, straight, you know Zims. <laughs> yeah, we we had it all. But I don't really know what that outcome was. I do know that I remember being on the phone with the HR lady and she's like, I have to go have a conversation today and I have to explain to this person that you can do whatever you want to do. No one is judging you. No one is upset with you. But when you come to work, they need to know if they're getting Sheila or Shane. None, that's not the real names. I have no right. idea what the, yeah. what the real names were. But, you know, like, yeah, I'd be curious to know what the outcome was because that seems like a... I can see both sides. I can see right. from from the HR perspective that seems like a reasonable thing because of the reasons why. You know, if you're working with a population that that needs that, that needs consistency as part of their treatment, mm-hmm. then I think that that that's fair. Um, you know, but I can also see the other side. You know, of you know, well, this is you can't infringe on my personal life. But I mean, but other work, places have workplaces work- can infringe on your personal yes, life. Yes, they can. And workplaces have dress codes all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and could require everybody to wear a uniform. You must wear khaki pants and a black shirt to work. Right. Or you can't do X on your social media or you can't whatever. And workplaces do that. Yeah. And this country is that a fun place, an interesting place where everybody wants to do whatever the fuck they want to do all the time. Well, sorry, I shouldn't have probably F-bomb, but you know. <laughs> You already did. Everybody wants to do what they want to do. And sometimes, I'm I'm not against that in any way. I want to do whatever I want to do. But sometimes I wonder if it puts snags in the fabric of society. That nobody is interdependent on one another. I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. And nobody's going to tell me otherwise. And sometimes I wonder if that's really good for us. I don't think that it's good for us. Yeah, I think that it does impede progress because we spend a lot of time sweating over details that aren't necessarily relevant to what it is that we're trying to do. You know, like if we show up and we're at at a class to or at a at a function to accomplish a certain task and we never get started on the task because we can't we can't agree on what each other's names are, mm-hmm. then I don't think that that's helpful. Yeah, I I I want to just get down to the business that we're supposed to be doing. We want to argue about everything these days. We want to argue about everything. And we are the only people who are right. And everybody else, whether they like it or not, they're just not right. You know, and that, that's just, uh, 
we've got people, we, I mean, with the whole coronavirus thing, and people are like, I can do what I want, and so I'm going to do what I want. And that's fine. You can. You can do what you want. I don't want to watch news about you doing what you want. I don't care. Like, I'm going to stay mostly at my house, mostly with my people. I'm going to do my own thing, follow my own creed, <laughs> do what I think is right. You go do what you think is right. I just don't want to watch the news about it. I don't want you to watch the news about me doing what I think is right. When I experience somebody who is forcing me to care about their personal stuff. Don't force me to more care. Than I, <laughs> more than I think is, I mean, I care as much as any as as any kind, compassionate person. I hope that I am. I, you know, I, I want to know who are, who are you and how can I help you and why are, you know, what, what is our interaction going to be? But I find that when, when that continues to be pressed and pressed and pressed, it's because they are looking for validation and have not gotten validation in other places of their life. And so if I can just, if I can accept, uh, you know, with, I like unconditional positive regard where when you come to me, I provide to the best that I can unconditional. There are no conditions that you have to meet for me to assume that you're doing your best and this is who you are. And so I I just kind of assume that everybody is looking for that in life and some people haven't gotten it. And when they are constantly demanding that everybody accept them, it's because nobody has accepted them. And if if the least that I can do is say, come on in and be whatever you are today, just get down to work. I want to agree with you. And in some ways I don't. That's okay. Because... Like, I'm, I'm thinking specifically in my work life. Okay. I'm trying to run a business. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get shit done. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for your drama. Well, that's and I don't want to. I don't want to stroke your ego and tell you that you're fantastic. Sometimes you're a pain in the ass. Well, that's different from gender. Yeah, that's totally different from gender. <laughs> totally different from gender. But yeah. I don't want to unconditionally, positively regard you if you're being an asshole. Oh, I don't think that that's necessarily related. Okay. I mean, I, I. Just because I unconditionally, positively regard you does not mean that I like that you. That you forgive bad behavior? No. Mm-hmm. You know, your choices. I mean, if you make a choice that goes against the established guidelines that that of this organization, it doesn't matter how much I like you. Right. You know, I mean, those are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just don't, I just feel like, now, it, this is kind of, you don't want to judge people for their... Not their character. They're, uh... Well, what I was going to say is that seems like a detail that isn't any of my business. Right. I now, get that. Mm-hmm. For, for them, it's a totally big deal. But for me, unless I'm going to go into like a, a romantic relationship with you, I don't see why I need to know what your sexual preferences are. Um, I just need to know, like, why are you here? How can I help? And I get that. And like you said, maybe people don't feel validated. And so that's how they do it. Um, I'm just going to take a quick spin. Just a quick spin. <laughs> so what if it? What if it's race? What if somebody comes in and they're all like, I'm oppressed, you know, black person. And they just want to keep saying it. Like, 
I want to accept that. I want to understand that. I also want to say that there's not a place for this in your workplace right now. I don't. I don't. I don't Are you talking hear. about specifically at work? I'm. So, I'm talking about specifically at work right now. No, I just don't. I don't think that's appropriate for the workplace. I don't think so either. Like you, I'm. You can have your personal feelings, and we can have conversations about it. But when you show up at work, like like you said, show up, do your job. You know, like don't. I don't need your personal rhetoric. If I if I'm assuming that you're in a workplace that that is not overtly discriminatory. Right. You know, of course. I mean, if everybody's being treated fairly and everybody's being treated, you know, justly, mm -hmm. then that's just not a work that's just not a work appropriate conversation. Right. Some people would disagree mm -hmm. with me and say that that needs to be discussed in every environment, but I don't necessarily agree. I think it just really depends on the case. I think we could talk about this stuff all day. Oh, for sure. I think we could totally spin out of control. Yeah. And, it, like, and I, I'm, I'm really glad that, like I said, that someone brought this to me even in a, in a like, I kind of like that it came to me in a not nice way so that I could examine my own tolerance levels uh -huh. and I could examine my own, like, you know, and, and actually, you know what, that leads me to. Don't forget your homework. To our homework. Mm-hmm. And I think that our homework is to use our brains, to use our hearts, to ponder something that's unfamiliar to you that maybe makes you a little uncomfortable, and maybe learn something about yourself in the process. And I mean, only time and history will tell if what I have sat here and said today is super intolerant or super, you know, like fine and, you know, like, well... It'll be interesting to see in 25 years mm -hmm. or whatever what, what movement there's been toward gender fluidity or or if it just kind of falls by the wayside and there, it's only like, you know, a half a percent of the population that it affects and it never becomes a big deal. You know, I, I just think that – think through these things, though, my friends, right? Think about it and challenge yourself to look into your own biases and your own – judgmental attitudes and just stay as open as you can but find out where your own personal boundaries lie right and wash your hands and wash your hands whether you're octopus man <laughs> or merman i don't think man is an appropriate term to use whether you're octopus z <laughs> or mer her here here yeah. here was it here yeah even here yeah <laughs> It was spelled like H-I-R, but they said pronounce it H-E-R-E. -E. So anyways, <laughs> I guess until next time. Bye! <laughs> and that's the end. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. -S -S like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.